Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You're listening to the Paddock Blues podcast. You can find us on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash Paddock Blues. Or you can email us at paddockblues at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and up the toffees. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues with Everton Extra. I'm Paul and today I'm joined by Jamie and Riyad. How's it going, lads? You okay? Yeah, not bad. How's everyone finding this heat then? Jamie, had a bad day in work with this, have oh, you? I mean, no, what I don't mind it. The hay fever gets me. Yeah, honestly, flabbers trying to attack me everywhere. <laughs> and you, Riyad, how are you finding it? Oh, too, hot, it's too hot, isn't it? I'm lucky. I don't get the hay fever, but I don't get it either. Me. I don't. It's too hot. Yeah, yeah. Jamie, I've got mates in there who just look like they've just fucking been smacked in the face all the time. <laughs> like that hay fever, like. But anyway. Talking about like getting smacked in the face, let's talk about Everton. Uh, the new fixtures have been announced today. Big day in the uh, the calendar for football fans. Uh, I think I said in the group chat, I'm calling it now, we'll get Fulham at home. Um, yeah, you did actually, yeah. Yeah, we did get Fulham at home. So, we have to come to you first. Uh, what do you think of that opening set of fixtures then? What, did, what have you made of it? I mean, Aston Villa away in the second game was a given, weren't it? Always yeah, happens. Yeah. Beat, Villa, um, beat Villa and we go top. Yeah. I'm um, I'm happy with that to be honest. I, I'm happy with with Fulham at home first day. Um, I just hope we're not in the same place we are last season and we don't have to go to the Arsenal away and get get three points. But yeah. overall, I'm happy with it. You, Jamie, any standout fixtures for you? I mean, December doesn't look healthy, does it? Let's be honest. And as Riyadh just said, if we have to go to Arsenal last day, it's uh, it's game over, isn't it? But any standout yeah. fixtures for you, mate? Um, I don't. You always look at the derbies, don't you? And I, I don't know. Most Evertonians now go to the last probably ten games and have a look who we yeah. playing. But I think it's quite healthy. Them last ten games, you look at it and we play. Listen, no, the season's mad. But if you judge on it last season, you could look at it and go, we nothing with Forest at home, at Brentford at home. Then we play like Luton in there as well away. Um, so it's not. It's only Arsenal really. And I was looking for the. The killer month because you always end up with a killer month somewhere, and people are pointing at December. But I don't know, really. You, you've got Brighton and Crystal Palace thrown in there, you know. I yeah. just think it could be worse, it could be you know, four out of the top six, but we're not really just Brighton and Crystal Palace that you forget points from in that month. December's crammed in it because we've got a winter break in January, so they just try and cram as many games as they can, and then you have a couple of weeks off, yeah, when it's, when it's really cold because Clock got his own way. Because he moaned non-stop about winter breaks and yeah, he finally got his way. But yeah, the fixtures are out today. They're, they're online for anyone to have a look at and stuff like that. But in other Everton news, Bill Kenwright is still hanging around like a bad smell. Uh, the fans have put another letter out today, basically pleading with the club to for him to step down. Basically, uh, Jamie, they said 48 hours. We're now past, well, we're about 75 hours later. This club is just, just 
They just mess around with us, don't they? It's just they put a letter out saying forty eight hours, and they just haven't. They just don't tell the truth, do they? Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. No, and it's very much like a politician, mate. It's very much like a a will appease them by we'll get an extra forty eight hours out of them if we just tell them it's forty eight hours, and then in the, in a day we'll put. Oh no, it's going to be another twenty four hours. They're just kicking the can down the road for us to be like, oh, God, we forty eight hours. They're just literally knocking his back now instead of us saying, this is the day it's coming out. They're never going to do it. They're never going to give us a day and it actually happens on the day. No one knew that was going to come happen on, was it Monday? No. no. Do you know, 48 hours is nonsense. Well, you say 48 hours, then we're all sitting around waiting for 48 hours to pass. To come That's why they've done it, though. And then nothing happens, I know. That's why they've done it, because they've either gone, you know, oh, indefinitely, we'd have all been sat there viewers of the whole we can't say indefinitely and we don't know when it's going to happen so we'll just give ourselves two days to see what happens just auto contempt for the fans we had have seen your tweets basically you're saying that you just continue to lie to us don't we just let rip mate just yeah. say what you want it's that's it really mate <clears throat> that we've seen it before and i think i know us personally we didn't we didn't expect to hear anything within the, the self-imposed 48 hour time frame that ever engaged himself and um uh, it's not a shock to us that that they haven't they haven't put anything out, but I'd I'd imagine it would be in the next few days or so. But once again, it's just proving our point of the the whole liars thing, and it's disappointing. Really, it's just disappointing. Yeah. What do you think? What about you, Paul? Well, that's another question I was going to ask. Was do you think it's a case of Mercedes begging him to stay, and he is going to end up staying? That's what it's going to come on to. I think we've been speaking today in the group chats. I, I could see him. I could see him hanging around me. I think he's that much of an egomaniac that you think he's he's a hero to a lot of Evertonians. And yeah, if we will be. A, yeah, sorry, go. On. If um, if Mercedes begging him to stay, that's just gonna that's just gonna boost his ego even more. All all say, yeah. all Ken Wright needs is just one person to go. I want you to stay, and that's it. He'll stay. He won't. He, he won't. He'll only leave on his own terms. If someone says, like Machiri, yeah, come on, just just stay. He will stay, but I hope he doesn't. I really hope he doesn't, but we don't know what happens behind closed doors. Well, he's a self-proclaimed overlord of Everton Football Club, isn't he? So if you call yourself that, then I don't. I think you're capable of absolutely anything. And listen, I just want to go on record. I know we, we take the, the mickey and stuff on here. I don't really dislike Bill Kenwright. But I just I think he's just a face of everything that Everton have not achieved in the last thirty years, and it's just time for the change. Obviously, there's other circumstances, other people who've let us down in that time frame. I understand that, but it's just time to go. It's it's just tired, and just the fans need to heal now, like it says in the letter, and just bring us all together. But I just want to ask you. I just want to stay on the topic of Bill Kenley because I've been thinking it all week while I was in work. What do you think his legacy will be when he eventually, hopefully, does leave? That's an open question to anyone who wants to go first. There, he hasn't got one. Well, what, what is his legacy? Florentina at home, Saha's goal in the FA Cup final. What, what, what else is he? He's he, four relegations. Do you want to counter that? You can counteract him with that and say, under your regime, we nearly went down four times. You know, yeah. it's just he, he, he's got no legacy for me, and I think Riyad said that as well in the group. He could have walked away at Aero. He could have walked away. He could have sold us to Bashiri, walked away and gone. Right, I've found you a boss owner, boss billionaire. Told you I was, told you I was going to do it. Six years later, I'll, you know, I'll come and watch the match. But he didn't. The money and the power is just too big for him. Like, now, why why are you hanging on? Like, what, what, why? We've just well, Jamie, survived. I, I, sorry, mate. I heard, I listened to Paul Lee Esk's um, Talking the Blues, good podcast, if anyone wants to listen to it. And he was saying that he he's been told from someone I don't know through this that he was he's basically let the others leave because he wanted to see what the reaction was from the fans because he's hoping that he might be able to stay. Now whoever he's got around him must be telling them, Bill, all these fans love you. It's just a select few on social media. I mean, I was in the ground against the Bournemouth. Sack the board was there was thousands of us singing that. So and that includes him. He's a board member, so. I don't know. I've just got a feeling he might... St- I just don't think he's... At- I, I don't think he cares. Maybe it's a possibility that he's going to stay. What do you think his I, legacy will be, Riyad? 
I don't think he's got one. Like I said, um, I said it to, to Jamie the other day on the podcast. I think if he would have left ten years ago, we would have would have left a hero. But there is nothing we can we can look back on as Everton fans and build can right time and go, yeah, we did. We had good times. We never we've never had good times. But I think for Ken right, it is it is an ego thing. Um, I just don't think he's willing to let go of the power. I think he just can't let go of the power. And like you said, with with let's see what the other board members leave and seeing what the reaction is. The reaction won't be anywhere near as bad for Denise leaving and, and Grant Ingalls as it will be for Bill Kenwright. Because Bill Kenwright's the main target who we want to get rid of. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's by a long way as well. But it's a start getting rid of Denise and, and so on. But we'll just have to see. Yeah, so the saga goes on and... What's up, what, what would you say though, Paul? Because like, I don't know whether people know, but you're a bit older than us. Do you, <laughs> thanks, do you, thanks, mate. Do you um, you remember him taking over, don't you? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, and coming in, but was there a sense of optimism when he took yeah. over? Majority was it like you know what this fellow's a blue? It's he'll take us forward. Yeah, there was because if anyone's old enough, they remember how bad it was under Peter Johnson, and it was really, really bad. I mean, we sold our best player on us, Duncan Ferguson, and it was just it was horrible, and we, everybody knew Bill Kenwright was a blue. And he came in and basically saved us. He did. And he could have walked away with that legacy of, I got you away from that evil man, Peter Johnson. And I studied the shift for you. I still believe David Moyes was the reason that Bill Kenwright has probably been around for as long as he has done because that man performed miracles on, on a shoestring budget, basically. So Bill Kenwright didn't have to spend any money while Moyes was manager. He just on it, gems like Arteta, Kale, Jaggy Elka, the list goes on. Mm. And I just think, if you notice, I know Martin is his first season was really good, but it's gone... Rapidly downhill, hasn't it? Since Moyes just left, really. Yeah, hundred percent. Since Mashiri yeah, so, came in six, exactly, seven yeah. years ago, it's just we're just on a. a, a I think, rapid I think Mashiri decline. is is a massive, massive problem for Everton. But like someone was telling me today on the phone, it's it, we can't do nothing about Mashiri. He's the owner. Yeah, but, that's it. All, all we can hope for is that we have better people giving it. We will stand up to him. Mm-hmm. And if the rumours are true about this, George Downing going to be the new chairman. We'll go into more detail about him if it's eventually announced, but I don't think he's going to take any prisoners. I think he will stand up to him. I think the only one we've seen in in recent years who who showed a little bit of that was Marcel Brands. Obviously, if you remember the video and and someone said, and he said something like, is it it just me? Or is it like um, when someone confronted him in the the ground? But I think that's the only one we've seen. I think um, Mishiri... I've said this for a long time. I don't think Mashiri's got a, a football brain. I don't think he's got any knowledge about football. And that's why Keir Jirabshin is, you know, telling them to sign El Ghazi and whatnot. But I, I think if we get someone in who has got a football brain, I can say, no, don't do that. Then we will. We'll be fine. I don't I don't think Mashiri is necessarily the massive problem because I don't think Mashiri makes decisions off his own back. I think he just gets fed decisions. Yeah, I, I, you know what? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I just think he needs to take a massive step back and he needs to get these board members in and then just leave the club alone and just take the money out of it like he does. Take away, take what he does, be a, be a business owner. You know, let's be honest, he's in it for the money. He's not in it to see Everton win trophies, he's in it to, for, for money reasons. But you look at the top six and none of them owners are not hands on, none of them. City's owner has been to two games. Yeah, I, was shocked at, I, I was shocked at that when he said mm. that the other day. Very yeah, shocked. He's been to two games. I think it was the first one when he bought the club and the Champions League final. Look at them. He just steps away. He gets football people in place to do that that side of it. And if a big if a big saying needs to be said, he'll do it. He'll go. Actually, not. No, we'll. I'll say that. But he 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 has people in place that he trusts to make the football decisions. Sure, he's not done that. He's wanted his say. Then he's got Kenry saying his. That you know, Baron that Baxendale saying is sharp saying something else. Just I that's why they were, I won't want them to leave to have football men and women on the board to go right. This is the best decision for Everton Football Club going forward. Yeah, we just need a modern day board. It just feels very stale to me. It just mm. feels like very nineties. They haven't moved at the times. It's I say as Evertonians, a top a top ten finish is not enough for me. You should always be looking to win the league. Might sound really ridiculous that, but with the fan base and everything we've got, that should be our aim eventually. We're a long way away from it and all that, but let's just see what happens in uh, the next coming days. Hopefully, he's gone by the weekend and we can move on. Or but I could, it'll probably be 
it'll probably go into January or something it's like uh, well Jamie you mentioned something before about Bill being able to come to the games in future and stuff like that that brings me on to Graham Sharp it's been a topic of conversation on social media this week now there's a lot of Evertonians a lot of Evertonians who Graham Sharp is their hero when they were kids yeah. he was the one when he was growing up he's only he's second to Dixie Dean in Everton's all time leading goal scorer do you think and we have to come to you first do you think it, it can be fixed with Graham Sharp or do you think it's gone too far. I think with Graham Sharp, obviously I weren't I weren't old enough to watch Graham Sharp, but we don't we don't necessarily know yeah, what I, even I wasn't old enough to to watch Graham Sharp. We don't we don't <laughs> necessarily know what goes on behind closed doors and we don't know what Graham Sharp's role is, we don't know what Denise's role is, we don't know what Grant Ingles does. But it brings me it, it I don't like I don't like looking at Ken Wright's statements and thinking maybe he is right there. But when he said about Ingles and Sharp, it's it does raise sort of a good point because maybe Ingles and Sharp weren't part of the, the football inside. We don't know what goes on, but Sharp, Ingles and, and so on, Denise and whatnot, they're the only people who, who we see. They're the only names we see and they're the only people we can call out. But I think Graham Sharp's legacy can be fixed, but you know, a, a lot of Everton fans aren't going to forgive him, but we don't we don't necessarily know exactly what he's done, what contributes he's had in this. And I don't think personally, I don't think it's fair for us to to call out Graham Sharp, although he is he's part of, a, of an incompetent board. But we yeah. we don't know what his job is. Whereas Ken Wright, we know we know the problem is there. He's the chairman. He oversees it. He's the one who should be taking accountability. And and Denise, the CEO, and and Machiri. but. With the likes of you know Graham Sharp and and stuff like that, we don't we don't know. Yeah, because he's a not he was a non-executive board member. One, so that means he has, I don't think that means he hasn't got no investment in it. Not he's the only one. We, he's, the, he's only one of them that we knew. Do you know what I mean? We only knew yeah. because it was Graham Sharp. If it was some random bloke, we wouldn't we wouldn't have a clue who it is. Yeah, I think he's just he just put a face in there, didn't he? That the fans could relate to. But Jamie, yeah. your dad, your someone like your dad, Graham Sharp, must be well at the top of the list for. Heroes and stuff. So, I think he is, right? Yeah. Have you have you spoke to your dad? What's his, what's his feelings about Sharpie now? Um, it's funny enough, I actually spoke to him about uh, the Bournemouth game. I think it was a picture of him somewhere, and I just said to him, "Mate, um, what do you think?" He was just said, "You've got it." He said himself, "He was like, I'm got it. That he's been, he's put himself in this position, and he's put, I haven't have put him in this position. Um, but he knows what's best for Everton Football Club. Yeah, he's his hero, and it's." Graham Sharp, but first and foremost, he's an Evertonian. But I just think with Graham Sharp, and we had said it perfectly there that if he hasn't had anything to do with the football side of things, tell us then. Yeah. I'm sure that there's like the guesswork that we've we've got to do as fans because no one can come to the come out and go, This was my role, this is the decisions I made. And we can go, well, you know what, didn't really affect anything. So, yeah, you sound. Or you can go, what the hell? No, even if he did come up and go, yeah, I appointed Rafa Benitez. I sold Luca Dean. I sold Hammers. But I'm sorry. And I made a mistake. I thought that I was doing right. I think Paul, we said that again. We had, we don't go, oh, sorry for swearing, we don't go, like, you meet, oh, you dickhead. Like, that mean, you just, like, you'd nudge him and go, you, you're doing that for? And, like, yeah. Carry on. Do you know what I mean? Like a, like a drunken mistake. You're all right. Don't worry yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry yeah. about it. You know, what did they do last night? I don't yeah. worry. It'll be all right. Yeah. But that type of people with that type of fan base. But the longer you don't say you're not into it, the longer it goes on. The angrier we get to where it gets to the point where we won't believe what you tell us. I just think Graham Sharp needs to come out in the next couple of days. Whether he can't, whether it's, he's probably contracted that he can't say anything after he resigns or all that type of stuff. Um. But if he was to sort of leak something somewhere and just say, I never said it, I never had a leg to stand on in the boardroom, he'd be welcome back with open arms. Yeah, I think that, that's my thing with Sharp. I mean, obviously we don't know his financial situation. He might have desperately needed the Everton job. But yeah, I just thought when the when the headlock, 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 headlock stuff came out, that he should have just come out straight away and went, listen, this has got nothing to do with me. I step away from it. Mm. But... He came out, didn't he, and basically said the fans have gone too far. Now, I can't believe that probably they have probably had silly letters and stupid phone calls sent to them by fans because I think most clubs are the same. You've always got the odd, like you said, dickhead, who supports your team, haven't you? They probably 
mm. been shouting stuff at them and that like, but that headlock stuff that was that's just unforgivable for me that from all of them. But I do think Graham Shark can his legacy is cemented for me as as far as being an Everton footballer. I don't think anyone can yeah. take that away from him. And I think it can be fixed over time with Sharp. Whether he wants to come back, I don't know. But I don't think you can it's look at it com- similar to to the Lampard and Chelsea situation, whereas. Yeah. Lampard's legacy as a as a footballer will never be forgotten or, you know, disrespected. But as a manager, he ain't cut out for it. And like I said, we don't know what what Graham Sharp did, but that those who were old enough to to watch Graham Sharp, I'm sure the the legacy will be cemented for them. But most of the people saying that they can't they can't forgive Graham Sharp and stuff. That You've never watched Graham Sharp. They weren't, they weren't allowed yeah. to see Graham Sharp, so they don't understand it. I don't understand it. But we don't know. We don't know what goes on. Yeah. I just asked the periods as well. Go on, mate. Would it really bother you that much if Graham Sharp was sat in the director's box and he'd fool him at home? No, not me personally, no. Would you really be that asked? Would you be no. that bothered? You'd be more bothered if Ken Mike was sat there. We'd all be like, yeah. we'd all be fuming still. Even if Denise Baron Baxter come back as a fan, I think we'd all just go, Yeah, you were cap at your job there, love. To be honest with you, know you know if, Bill, if Bill was sat in the back of that VIP area, it wouldn't really bother me. If he weren't a part he, of Everton, yeah. yeah. If he weren't a part of all the board stuff, I, yeah, he just or, came or, as a fan. I'm not gonna, we're not going to stop him being a fan of Everton now. Yeah, let's any be honest any with fans you. welcome, but if he, as long as he's not a part of the board, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just 100% agree with you. Yeah, well. Let's uh, move on from the board. As I say, hopefully it's all sorted out by the weekend. But it's uh, in in true Bill Kenwright style. Let's watch this space. But um, <laughs> but uh, let's get on to someone I wanted to talk about who we haven't really spoken about at all on this pod because we've been going week to week fighting relegation. Kevin Tower. Um, now we get a, a completely new board in. We know what the problems that Marcel Brands run into. He probably had a short list of names, but machine. Of players he wanted to get in, but Machidi just went and got hammers and all them. He'd, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, but Kevin Tellwell now, would you would you expect him to step up and find us a few gems? Because it worries me that we just seem now it's all paper talk. I understand that. We seem to be going for wall, ex Wolves players and stuff like that. But what, um, do well, his, what do you think his credentials are as a director of football? Like, I think my, um, I think Kevin Tellwell is a, a great director of football and. Hopefully, if the links are true, we've been, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter, we've been linked to a few a few young people, one being Isaac Prabadi from PSV, he's only 18 years old. I think another one from the uh, Danish team, Emiliano Martinez, only 21. But I think, touching on Marcel Brands, I said this to Jamie a few days ago, I think Marcel Brands was a, was a great director of football and he knew exactly what he was doing, but he weren't given the responsibility he was hired to, to do. Um, but I think now definitely is the time for, for Kevin Tellwell to step up. Like I said many times, we don't know what goes on. We don't know whether Kevin Tellwell is given full responsibility to go and sign someone or he's not. We don't know. Um, but I do think I do think he, uh, hopefully if the links are true, then we're looking at young players and, and that's all we want, really. We want, a, we want a bit like the likes of Onana if we go yeah. and buy him last season and then sell him for 55 million or whatnot, then it's good and it, it shows a bit of progress. So, Hopefully they are true, and and I think yeah, Kevin Tellwell, it is time for him to step up. Yeah, what do you say, Jamie? Would when do you think of Kevin Tellwell? Do you think of Amadou Onana, or do you think of Neil Morpe? <laughs> <Well, laughs> I don't know who signed who. Um, I always remember saying in, in the December when didn't they come out when Dice took the job that Neil Morpe was out the door, but because the new manager come in. He said, oh, no, we can't leave, sort of thing. So, for me, that was like, well, Frank Lampard was ready to let Neil Mopai leave in January. So, who signed him in the summer? Was it Kevin Talwell? Then he's got to ask questions of why he signed him. But he's, he's got to, this is where, this, I think his hands are tied on a lot of things. Obviously, every director of football would love this big war chest where he can just go and spend whatever he wants. So, he has got to really be boss of the job, find the loans, Find the kids under three million, four million that he can, that he can turn into something. But that's why he's in the job, mate. That's why he's probably getting paid a lot of money. I hope he just works close with Dice as well. I think they, that, that, the most important thing is them two are on the same wavelength because you don't want him to pick a player. He comes through the door and Dice is like, I didn't want him. 
He's just wasting money. Absolute waste yeah. of money. Maybe what like what Lampard did with Mopai. It's, it's what we've done the past few years, really, and it's what we've seen just signing players for the yeah. fun of it. And to switch on Mopai. Yeah. I, I think Mopai was more of a more of a pressure signing. And I think it was more a pressure by the fans that it's getting closer. We we haven't got a striker. Um obviously Tavaluan has his has his fitness problems and I think I think Malpai is a is a precious item, but I think like you said, Jamie, with the with the likes of working with Deitch, I think what Deitch will want in the in the summer is is a mix of young players and a mix of veteran players who are who are experienced and will do the job. But we've seen, you know, Deitch being being linked to a few young English Academy players, one being from Man City, I forgot his name, but it's only young and he obviously the the artist, what the other one, um, the sixteen-year-old. Oh, Cole! Um, oh, he's got the Cole Palmer on the. Um, there's an Irish kid as well, isn't there? Uh, yeah, there was a. He played. He played last game of the season. One of the last games. Of the, yeah, Brentford. He played against. Can't remember his name. Um, but that, I think that's what Deitch will be looking for, along with Brantwaite as well. I think Deitch will, will take Brantwaite in. I think Brantwaite could be good for us, but yeah, definitely. It's like the uh, like you said. Uh, we need like the Brighton model. That that should be whatever they're looking at now. Buy these unearthed talent from and for like three million and sell them on for like fifty. Just spawn, don't they? Yeah. Doing Brighton. I mean, it it it's come to something whenever not want to be Brighton. <laughs> you know what I mean? It should be the other way around, shouldn't it? You know what I mean? But yeah. Anyway, I was just saying, there, sorry, oh, sorry, Paul. I'll just ask you. No, see, it's hard now, obviously, because don't know much when we've gone. It hasn't even opened yet, but. How would it is open. Well, the transfer window is open. Oh yeah, sorry. Don't know what day it is. Just heat, you see. <laughs> um, what looks like a good transfer window? If the window was to shut and you go, this we've we've got this, this, and this. Where would you go? Yeah, you know what? That's not too bad. He's all right. That Kevin Tellwell. Yeah, I think that Jokeres for me is a must, but I don't think he's going to come, is he? I think he's sporting Lisbon, is yeah. it? He's probably going to go there. I, it's just about having backup in key positions as well. It's you know we had uh, James Garner playing right back. It's not good enough, you know what I mean? It's not. And we had McNeil playing left back. Good transfer window. Me is if you give four, if you say you've only got four signings, mm-hmm. be a centre back, a left back, a midfielder, a striker. I'd want more, but if you can get at least them four in, I'd be happy enough. Do you know what I mean? But I think we'll be. I think we could be going to the last hour of this. Transfer window, thinking why why haven't we signed anyone? I hope not. I, I hope I'm wrong there. Like I really so. hope it doesn't because we know how we know how deadline days go for Everton, and it always leads to, like I said, a pressure sign, and it always leads to a, a 32 year old as a free agent, or and and someone who's just gonna waste waste money really on wages. But hopefully, Rondon. yeah, Rondon. Hopefully, we do we do you know start off the summer well, and we we have got a plan in place for it. At the minute, it looks a bit all over the place because of the uncertainty of the ball and whatnot. But hopefully, you know, Kevin Telwell knows he'll stay and knows that he, he's got a job to do. Um, he's got a lot of time to do it as well. So I hope they don't take it down to the last wire. My biggest yeah. fear in the transfer thing, though, I was just saying there, were you saying about 18, 16, all that? We're putting, and Paul said they're the four positions that we need, which I agree with. I think you need players who are ready to just go straight in the first team, yeah, which 100%. is so hard. It's so hard to find that you're going to have four players that we can find that goes well. He's better than him. He's better than him, and he's better than him. Otherwise, you wouldn't be at Everton. I know it's horrible to say, but we won't be able to afford them because we're just skinned. Again, again, again. Yeah. Well, I think you might as well get. On. I was going to talk about something else, but we we'll get on to as soon as we're on transfers. Uh, I think it all might rest on Amadou Onana leaving. Um, strong rumours that he might be going to Chelsea. Uh, I actually tweeted to Alan Myers, not expecting a response, saying, so he's going then. And he said, if I was a better man, he'd say yes. It's no smoke without fire there. He's probably heard something, in my opinion. Yeah. He's probably heard something. Uh, we spoke, to, we spoke to, to, to Satcher, the one who broke the news. Um, oh, yeah. He, he also broke the news for the when he joined Everton as well. Um, I mean, for for me, Amadou Onana is a sell. I don't know about you, he's a sell for me for fifty five million because that's a good bit of business from every Everton. Obviously, with the twenty percent sell on twenty percent sell on clause, but 
It is, it is good business, business from Everton because we've had a good year out of Amadou Onan and if we can make a little bit of money on top of that as well, I think that's great. I personally like to keep him. But that's really? because I, don't, I, I just don't want us to... I want this talent to stay at Everton and build a team around him, but I just don't think it's possible with the position that we're in. I just... Uh, I think he's yeah, going to go. Like, I think he is definitely going to go. Like 100%. I think I'd love, I'd love for Amadou Onan to stay, but at the minute, we're in a place where we've got to sell assets and we've seen it with Anthony Gordon and we've seen it with the link with Pickford and someone's got to go. Someone's got to go for us to, to fall with ourselves. I think me. it'll be I think it'll be him and Gray. Gray? I think Gray will go as well. 20 million, I heard, and I'll fucking help. If you're talking about business, one and a half million. 20, mil, 20 million. It's if it goes for 20 million, we'd all be over the moon. You'd have to be, mm. yeah. What's your thoughts on Onan? We'd be a mopied someone if we got 20 million quid for him. Well, you like Onana as well, don't you, Jamie? We're fans of Onana, aren't we? But I do agree with Riyad. I think it's it's one of them where the club will look at it and go, we're going to have to take it. It's, yeah. No, I it's, do. It's, pro- it's a problem solved on all fronts, FFP and all that. And it's just like, there's there's you probably buy two players with. I'd say, say we sell them for 55. I, don't, I think something like, a, like you said, 20% goes to Lille. Lille, yeah, 11 so million. I'd, yeah, so you're looking at what? 35 million or something to play around with. That's what you hopefully something like that, roughly. Yeah. What's, what's your thoughts on Onana, Jamie? Is he, he a bit gutter? Because I am, because listen, he gets a lot of flack on um, social media, but we said it a lot. He's only 21. He he made like a handful of sub appearances for Lille, and then he's mm-hmm. expected to play every week and rip it off for Everton in an absolutely awful team. So he just hasn't had it. Yeah. He, he was just onto a loser as soon as he got here, in my opinion. I, I don't, I'm good. I'll be gutter, mate. I've got to be honest, I'll, I'll be gutted just purely for the fact that I'm sick of watching talent walk up the door because we've got to balance the books. Yeah. You know, I know this is where we've got and we always say we can't control the finances and stuff like that, but we suffer. That's where we suffer as fans. That's how we suffer as fans, that we've got a good player here, but we've got to watch him walk up the door because our board can't put out well, to work and calculator. So we've got to go, well, there's another box player that we've got. You know, it's just, it angers me, mate. Not, Listen, Riyadh's totally right. 55 million for Anana is good business for Everton in the predicament we're in now. But from a footballing point of view, yeah. Yeah, from a yeah. football point of view, I, I keep him. Business side, yeah, it's a good deal, 55 million. Yeah, fine. We'll, I don't, well, really, when you think about it, we'll make 5 million on the kid because he come for 30 in the or something. But as a fan and a, as a footballing point of view, I'm fuming. The fact that we've yeah. got to literally watch him walk out the door. So we've lost Gordon, Richarlison, and Anna in uh, what two years? A year. I, I think the you stones, said them both. and all them. Add it to all them. What did and you like say? What did you call it? Uh, asset stripping. Hmm? That's in my that's opinion. It. We we're getting that's the it. assets stripped away from us. That that's just like Anna. I I would. He's just gonna have to suck it up if it happens. He he probably go to Chelsea and within one or two years he'd be a great player. And we were like, well, we used to have him. Just For me, Onana, I think Onana sees Everton as a as like a stepping stone, and we've yeah, seen definitely. that with, with with John Stones and and Lukaku, obviously. But it'd be really, really I'd be gutted to see Onana go because I love Onana. But from a from a finance and finance point of view, we've got to be selling assets. But it just makes you wonder in the space of twelve months. 40 million off Anthony Gordon. How much? 60 million was it with Charleston? 50, 60. Yeah. Um, and, and 55 and Onana, if it happens. But where's it all gone? Moose Keane. Moose Keane, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird, honestly. It's weird. I just think, I think the Gordon money's long gone. The Richarlison money's long gone. We're never going to, we're never going to see that. But hopefully. They'll just throw the I'll... stadium at us, won't they? If we ask yeah, questions like that, they'll throw the stadium at us all the time. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Spot yeah. on. Talking about players leaving or players that we've got, where we should. There's a story come out today, or well, not today, sorry, the other day about Deli Ali. Basically, apparently Sean Dyche has had a word with him and he's hungry to get his head down and start doing well for Everton. Is it? Would you give him one more chance, Jamie? Would you get? Because I've said this and I got my head bit off. I didn't mean it. I said, you save your millions. He said, well, we'll have to pay 10 million. What I mean is, you'd have to go out and buy. Someone really yeah. good for like 35, 40 million, which I haven't got. If you get Deli Ali, who's younger than Jack Grealish, by the way, which is absolute madness. Yeah. And we all know there's a player in there. If there is an actual player, it's whether he can be yeah. asked, but 
would you give him another chance? Or I think we have to yeah. pay Tottenham ten million after seven games. So would you give him six games? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I would. I think you would. I think he's got. When I heard he was younger than Grealish, that's what sort of swung swung it for me. I was thinking, well, you know what? Yeah, all right. He's got. He might. He might have one more season in him, or a couple more seasons of. I'm sick of being like the one that nearly. I'm sick of everyone. You might be sick of people saying, "Oh, he's lost it." You know, he's not bothered anymore. You know, the lad might be actually sick of it and thinking, "No, I'm going to go back and play." And I'd love it because, as you said, Paul, he. If we can get the best out of Dali Ali, that's a 50, 60 million pound footballer. I just uh, easily, and I just think if we can get if and I'll be honest, I think if anyone wants to get the best out of that Sean uh, Dali Ali, it's Sean Dice. Frank Lampard mm-hmm. was too far too nice with them all. Frank Lampard was far too pally. Oh, we don't want to run today, all right, no problem. If you don't want to run, you're gonna play in the under twenty ones. You don't I think it's a fact, though. Sorry, he doesn't like training. I don't think anyone's going to get that out of him. But I think if they sat down with him, he'd just probably say, listen, I'm, I'm better in the games than I am training. Because I think everywhere he's been, he's just he's just, just been shy to training, basically. He's just not interested in it. But I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I, I probably would give him another chance. Would you, Riyad, or do you think the ship sailed with Deli Ali? Um, I said in the group, I think, if Deli Ali comes in in pre-season, all he has to do, Deli Ali, is 12 weeks, 12 weeks of hard work and training yeah. just to prove his point. That's all he has to do. And then he can sit back and go, look, I've got it in me. Like you said, sit down, I've got it in me. I'm not a training player. But I, mean, I, I can't see Dykes taking that well if, if Deli no. Ali says, no, I'm not a training player. Yeah. Dykes is just going to go, right, see you later, under 21s. But I think Deli Ali. If he, like Jamie said, he's a 50, 60 million pound player if he's at his best. Because if you remember back to when he was 20, 21, he was hitting like double figures a season, goals and assists. He was unbelievable. He was like where that Bellingham is now. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was unbelievable. But if we if we can get the best out of Deli Ali, I'll be made up because he is. He's a great player and, and he's talented. But it's just whether it all comes down to attitude with him. Definitely. Hopefully, hopefully you find the right manager. Whether he's had that many managers in the last few years, you know, he's probably sick of hearing different voices telling him how great he is and different promises. Hopefully, he's going to get the right man to go. Listen, some old old cold truth here. No one's ever been. Oh, you, you, you're great, Delhi. You've got something. You know, you're going to be able to. Do you want to You don't want to run. We won't run. Don't care. No one cares. No one bothered about you, Delhi. All we want about. All we want. Is whether you're willing to run for Everton Football Club and play? Frank Lampard, this is Frank Lampard, you know, but he, he, I'm sure he said that Deli Ali was winning all the fitness tests and that. And so it's, I don't think it's a fitness thing. It's just think it's about, yeah, just getting yeah, his head down. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, if, if you can prove his fitness uh, and, like I said, pre-season is just hard work. That's all he has to do, and then he's straight back into the, straight back into the team, but. It is honestly, it'd be really sad if, if Deli Ali continues going down the path that he is, because Deli Ali, when he was twenty twenty one, he could have been he could have been the best player in the world, and and, and Jose Mourinho said that he could have been up there, could have been up there with the best in the yeah. world. Like we're looking at mm. Foden and Bellingham and stuff like that. Now he was he was in double double the figures. St- uh, Foden was uh, at his age and and stuff like that. So it is, it's really sad. It is really sad. That's- Hopefully he can turn. Imagine a, a midfield of him and Andre Gomez, a, a fully fit and in his prime. Andre Gomez. Imagine that. It, 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 How's he going to ask you actually? Just Would you give Gomez another chance? Right, listen, I've got a soft spot for uh, Gomez. I believe that he went shit as soon as he started giving them hugs out to Evertonians. I think he cursed him. Just once he started touching Evertonians, that was it. He was it was over for him. But uh, it's the way his hair bounces. The what you yeah. love. Isn't I it? think he'd be. I think he'd be assessed. I mean, I'd rather have him than Davis. I mean, <laughs> they had if he got anything into his hair bounce from Davis. I mean, it, it's a sign of the times that I'm sorry. You know, we. All, I'm sure he's a lovely lad. We've said this a million times, but if they're offering him new contracts, that's a bad sign. That's a bad sign for me. That. Yeah, it is hundred percent. If if. If that's where we're at now as a football club and we're offering Tom Davis a contract extension, that really worries me. Because for me, from an Everton perspective, it looks like the bracing for O'Nana to go and the bracing for backup. But at the same time, 
I don't really think if if Onana goes, I don't really think offering Tom Davis a new contract is that bad of an idea because he's he is going to be a, a third fourth choice if they're all injured or whatever. But he's a low wage. He's a you know risk free. Can you say? Well, he is a risk. He is a risk, but he's a he's a low wage. He's a backup. He's an option. But if Onana goes, I think I think he actually could be. You know, a good that could be a good move for Evan, but because, like you said, if if Tom Davis goes, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to bring someone else, and that's another position we've got to worry about, and we haven't got the we haven't got the the finances to to even think of that. So, yeah, I, I, if Onana goes for me, Tom Davis staying isn't that bad. Mm. See, I always ask this question: um, what what does Tom Davis? What's his biggest asset? What's he good at? Because I I still don't know. Absolutely not. I just think he's just, I don't know. Listen, Tom, when Tom Davis first came in at Everton team, he looked like a Rolls Royce of a player. He really did. I don't. Maybe he's, been let, maybe he's been let down by managers. I just do. I just don't believe he's physically matured. I just think he's very heavy legged. It's just, I just don't know. I don't know. People have a go at me on Twitter all the time. Oh, I'm going to go with Tom Davis again. It's, it's mostly tongue in cheek, having a laugh and stuff, but he's not good enough. He's not a Premier League footballer, in my opinion. He's just not like. I, I, my my thing is what we had was saying there if Anana goes then we'd give him a new deal I wouldn't I'd make him get in a taxi with Anana <laughs> and people might come up with me and go well you can't well I can't because Tom Davis getting a new one year deal might take Warrington's place in the squad yeah, and Warrington probably better than him he might take a kid that that Isaac Price is just going to stand uh, that standard the age you can't tell me Isaac Price is not better than Tom Davis. But we wouldn't give we, we can't give Isaac Price the the regular first team that he's probably less for because we we've got a kid here, Tom Davis. Now if the pair of them aren't good enough, aren't better than Tom Davis, then yeah. What are they doing being professional footballers? I don't know, but they must be. Surely to surely to God they must be. I I'm not I'm not saying, oh well, he's probably a nicest lad, he does a lot for the community. And I understand all that. But I'm going to be honest, I don't care. I want him to score 15 to 20 goals as a midfielder. I want him I to just be... want him to do something. Yeah, I want him to Man something. City to be sniffing around him. I want him to be in Anana's shoes where everyone rips Anana. Oh, he's not this, he's not good enough. But then says, oh yeah, Tom Davis is signed for the next year. Why? Why we this football club? He'll be a coach in five years, him. He'll be the Everton under assistant managing him. Don't get me started on him. <laughs> Listen, I I sort of agree. I honestly believe that there is a, a footballer in there, but it's just like he's been space jammed and somebody's took it away from him. Honestly, it's just because, as I say, when he first came in that team, he just looked head and shoulders above everyone else. But it could be he's been badly mismanaged or he just hasn't looked after him. I don't know because I just don't know. It's just, he, he is just like a he's an enigma for me. Tom Davis, I just don't understand where all that talent went. I haven't got a clue. Can I just put it to you? They're still in the period. Maybe people might go, oh, he's been mismanaged and he's got a different manager. I get that, but other other players have had them sort of situations and have just come through it. Doesn't phase them. They just they just shrug it off, doesn't matter. They're just that good as a footballer. And I'm not expecting Tom Davis to turn it in any Esther overnight. I'm not. But He's got to give me something. I've watched Johnny Eitinger. I've watched Stephen Neesmith, Leon Osmond. Leon Osmond was a fantastic footballer, but he had something. He had good feet. He'd work. You know, he, he, every footballer always had something. I don't know what Tom Davis is. I'm sorry. I, I don't. No, I don't. That's what I just said. I don't know what his best attribute because all I see him doing is falling on the floor and kicking people. That, that's all I ever yeah. see. People say, oh, he filled in when Alan was injured that year. Did he? Did he really? I don't know. I don't, I don't remember, remember doing, doing anything. No. Well, maybe that's a good player, though, when you don't notice them. I don't know. But yeah, yeah anyway. Oh, for, oh, oh, listen, no one would be more happy than me if Tom Davis was to come in Everton's team and start ripping it up. I swear to God, there's nothing I want more than to see a local yeah. lad smashing it for Everton. And I eat the hit, biggest slice of humble pie and walk around Goodison Park, Bollocko, as well. So, honestly... I'm, I'm on the side, Tom Davis. Davis. Yeah, but I just think from a bit, we're talking business and that when it comes to Everton now, it just doesn't make any sense to me. There must be a kid in that chomping at a bit like Stanley Mills or someone who can come through and play and do a better job than him. 
surely there has to be. But as I say, I think it's a sign of the times we're having at the moment. So we'll wait and see on that one. Uh, Riyadh, have you got any uh, transfer rumours for us? Any any names that have popped up today or yesterday? Or... Uh, well, we've had... Ones that I we hate can to say it, boys. Well. I hate to say it, boys. We've got uh, Alfredo Morelos. Um, Everton have been linked with him today. What just make of that? Someone was telling me on uh, Twitter before that he's a, he's a far better player than Calvert-Lewin. That's, right, well, that's just that's just bollocks, isn't it? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what they've been watching. They listen, he scored twelve goals or something in in Scotland. I think I could manage that. Yeah, I could hundred oh, yeah. percent. No doubt about it. I'd score fifteen goals in the Scottish League. Wow, is that it? And he's a centre forward for Rangers, and he scored twelve goals in Scottish football. Not in, I think in last season that was just last season. Oh, last season. I was going to say. No, last season. Glasgow scored one of them in one game. <laughs> <laughs> last season's World Goals, Scottish football. Does he play for Rangers? Mm-hmm. So, so, he's on the on. so it's probably one of them that they can't ignore. Yeah, he's looking for, for reference. He's looking for the there's, there's a picture, boys. Yeah, no. with, a, with his big belly on. I think that's he doesn't look that. the fittest at the minute. Yeah. No. So are we now to uh, Alfredo Morales then? Because I am. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, uh, I've got another one for you. The most likely destination for Ahmad Diallo is the Premier League on loan. Everton have been linked with him. Stop um, Man U, kid from Man U. Man U, yeah, yes. he's just been on loan at Sunderland. I think he's quality. Yeah, yeah I, I want him, yeah. yeah. And he's I a loan player. And that's what we need. I want that Palmer from uh, City, me. Palmer would be unbelievable. Unbelievable signing, but... I think I think if Palmer was to go anywhere, it'd be a team like Everton on loan. And Man City fans, Man City fans rate him, but do you think he's is he going to get ahead of you know Riyad Mahrez, Foden, Grealish, and, and stuff like that? But I think Everton Everton could be a possible destination for Palmer. He play every week for us, him. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Play every week for us, him. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if I know I know there were, um, he, he could be. He's linked with a, a low move, but I wouldn't be surprised in the next few days if Everton have inquired for him because it will be a great sign and it is ultimately a a, play, a, a a perfect destination for Cole Palmer to go and prove his point. Do you know where I could see him going? Because of company, Burnley. Burnley, yeah. Mm. That's Sergio yeah. Gomez wants to go there, though, doesn't he? He's meant to be going there, isn't he? That left he... back, is he? Because he had him at left, didn't he? So, oh, so he's, yeah. got them back, he's got them back in training already, and he went to company. Just going off, just going off the Everton subject here. Yeah, he's got them back. So they'll be flying when the season comes down. Yeah, I think he's a good manager. Yeah, but is, is that it for the rumours this week? Is it? Are we linked with any goalies? Uh, no. That that's what leads me to believe that the Manchester United rumours with Pickford aren't true. Yeah, because I think Begovic. People, my people might disagree. Pickford was gone. I think Begovic would have been the number one. Me personally, like yeah. Um, so we didn't go and I just on the, on the topic of goalkeepers oh yeah we have Joel Robles oh I Joel yeah. Robles but Joel Robles would obviously be a, a backup goalkeeper what do you think of that I always rated Joel Robles so I always had a soft spot I thought he was alright until remember that derby at Anfield yeah he was yeah. absolute he was dog shit in that game he was really badly and then it's just the, the one thing I always remember and I'll never forgive him for Goal, uh, when he missed that penalty to West Ham in the FA Cup. Hey, mate, I was there. That's one. That the was just the longest away trip ever coming home. Yeah, got home um, about five o'clock okay. in the morning. Yeah, I'll never forgive him for that. I'd have him as a backup, like. Yeah. yeah you're, not getting, you're not getting in it at Andy Lonigan, no, I, the legend that is Andy Lonigan. You're not getting in it at the No like, chance. No. Uh, we've I mean, also been linked to, to Brian Johnson, who is a. Uh, I think he's out of the pitch of Everton because Nottingham Forest want more than thirty-five million for him. So I can't see that happening. If it did, it'd be a great signing, but not for more than thirty-five million. Yeah, I'd have Brennan Johnson definitely have him. Like, but I think it's a I case will. of you, you, we'll probably as we going back to we'll probably sell on and they'll pocket about they'll pocket about forty million and I think you won't see it again. And it'll be where's yeah. the Onana money bill from the where's yeah. the Arteta so money? From Rich Allison, oh Arteta to Rich Allison to Gordon to Onana. Yeah, but uh, Bill's just just slotting all the money. I think free transfers yeah. and loans are gonna uh, 
Jamie's still got his hammers, Rodriguez top on there. He's still hoping for that one, aren't you, lads? Mate, honestly, God. You said the bar going round, good as Mbalico. If he's if Davis scores and does well, we sign hammers. I'd be like <laughs> I'd be like Jack Grealish for five days. <laughs> I just wanted to come back just so I can see him play once and he can go, he can leave then. Just for one I was hoping he'd be in soccer aid, just so I could go and watch you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we'll finish up on a bit of stadium news. Um Everton have come out and said that the new stadium will be ready for the start of 24-25, but I think we expected that, didn't we? I think we thought we played three games, three or four games at Goodison, and then we moved. Is anyone shocked by that? Or No, it, not at all. No. It's looking good, though, isn't it? Oh, I drove yeah. past it this morning. It looks, well, unbelievable. Yeah. I just sunk in for me, yeah. I no. just sunk in. We went to that protest with me on uh, at the Lava Birds, the last one. And I just thought, because it was a nice day, so I thought, I'll walk down. Because I haven't really been able to enjoy it. Obviously, but last season, you haven't really been able yeah. to enjoy anything, ever, and have you? So, you know, bearding off my shoulder sort of thing, walked down, stood in front of it, with a pint on the Bromley morning. It was just like, wow. It doesn't, yeah, didn't it? it didn't even hit me. Yeah? I kept looking at the Everton, but I was thinking, I can't picture myself walking through them gates. Like, yeah. I just genuinely can't. It, it, it hasn't sort of sunk in yet. It will, obviously, but... Can't wait. Yeah, it should be really good. Like, I mean, it'll be the best stadium in Europe, not the world, until the next one comes along. But looks really good. Like, I'm excited. I've seen them drone like footage of it, and that it looks unbelievable. It just looks better and better every time you see it it's flying yeah, up. Yeah. In it. It's getting better and better. But one last news is sorry, I meant to say before pre season, we're going to Geneva or Neon playing Stad Neomaze, Stad Mayonnaise, whatever you want to call them, uh, <laughs> on the 14th of July. So, yeah, that looks like. I don't think there's going to be anywhere else they're going to go abroad. So it looks like them. Stoke. Who else are we playing? Tramia. Tramia. And Bolton. Bolton. Yeah. So anyone going to try and go to them? Going to go to the Switzerland? Skull tour. Uh, I'll go to Tramia. Switzerland's, Switzerland's a mission for me, especially considering it's on the Swiss French border as well. So just a bit in the middle of nowhere, really, isn't it? Yeah. But Tramia. We'll do Tramia we'll and Blag that win in Switzerland. <laughs> No, we don't know the difference. <laughs> Tell you what, though, it'd be good to it'd be good to do a podcast in Switzerland. Yeah, well, uh, we'll just uh, mail a mic to someone; they can do it for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's it. Um, that's it for today. Um, we'll be back later on the week or next week with some more news as it comes out. As soon as Bill Kenwright's gone, or if he goes, we'll come on and we'll give our thoughts on it. And... Okay, so up the toffees. The toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.